What's going on? Everybody, you've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. From your friendly neighborhood cartel, I almost ruined the entire setup here a second before we started recording. That's what I'm here for is keep us on edge, keep us alert and ready to go. It would have just been a redo, bro. We we literally would have just clicked stop and then I would have had to, you know, all over again. That's okay. If anyone's familiar with pumping iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's like Coach Co is the pump. He's the pump that you feel in the gym, and uh, Sports Card Cartel is the pre-workout <laughs> that's, that gets the pump going. That's because you're hooked on liquid death, bro. That's that's what that's because exactly because uh, uh, of high, my super hydration, my ultra hydration. I didn't get any calls after our last appearance. Oh, that sucks for liquid death mountain water. That's Austrian Alps. So, team, today we've decided to do a rather fun episode. I hope it ends up fun. Uh, the, the, we're going in with a fun attitude. We're going to be talking a little bit about where we are now. Um, we do these episodes every now and then, especially because there's hobby drama and the sentiments of the hobby, you know, sometimes go sideways. Um, and rather than then just talk about collecting what you love, which we talk about frequently, we are actually going to tell you what we are personally doing, as well as, um, you know, conversations that we've had with other people in the hobby. And perhaps it it's not as bleak as it seems. Um, and I, I kind of want to go first because I've been talking to a lot of people about what I'm doing right now, not because I want any affirmation or um, because I think that the dialogue needs to happen. So PSA has value submissions for $18 up until the end of the month. Um, I had someone, you know, remind me that it's only for collectors club members. Um, So please note that. That being said, Cartel and I are submitting a value submission and we're going to go in depth about what's in that value submission. But usually when we send out value submissions, we also send out, you know, maybe a $50, uh, a card sub, uh, perhaps an express while we're at it. You know what I mean? Like we, we tier them. And this time around, I mean, literally probably five minutes before we recorded this cartel asked me if I was going to submit with PSA. And my answer was no. My answer was no outside of the $18 a month submission. And the reason for yeah, you, that. Yeah. You mean submit at the uh, higher, uh, at the, at, not the, the higher price, but the, yeah. the economy, that e- sort of thing. economy, 30, 30 reg- bucks and 50 bucks. economy, regular. Um, is there a $30 submission? 30 and 50. No, it's 50 and hundred. I looked at it yesterday. $30. The 30 is up to 499 and the 50 is up to 99. We'll double check that. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't, I'm just not a hundred percent convinced that PSA is consistent right now. And we've seen this recently. Uh, I mean, shout out to, I mean, I'm actually going to shout out Blaze for, for admitting, I mean, not admitting, but he got a three card, express submission back some pretty high profile cards 
Uh, it was a Lamelo Ball, Lamelo Ball, orange autograph, number to twenty-five. There was a one-of-one one Davian Mitchell in there, um, as well as a cracked ice to twenty-three of a prominent rookie in the NBA, and he got two sevens and a nine. And it's not to say that, you know, uh, big names in the hobbies in the hobby can't get sevens. But my point is that number one, a huge shout out for showing it because a lot of people hide their bad grades. Um, and it makes it look like, you know, they, everything that they submit are gem. And I know a bunch of people like that actually, but secondly, I mean, we're talking about someone who's submitted. I mean, I'd like to say hundreds, maybe thousands of cards between him and his brother. Would you say, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to, to get back sevens, that's tough. That's tough, man. You know, like when I get eights, I'm like, okay, I, I kind of get it. Or like, maybe I missed something. Um, but to get two sevens back is, is, is it interesting? It's very interesting. It's not the only instance where I've seen, you know, people be pretty disappointed with their grades. Um, and I just, uh, is it something in my gut says that they're pumping cards back? that they're perhaps either rushing their process or a lot of the people that they've recently hired or just getting their feet wet or maybe scared to overgrade something, something's going on, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, I did. And, and in addition, you've also been exposed to some of my thoughts recently on some of my returns, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I, and I mentioned to you that um, I'm seeing some inconsistencies and so what we want for our sample is, like you said, uh, Blaise has been submitting cards for a while now, a ton of cards for himself and for others. There's an assumption. It's, it's just an assumption because I don't know Blaise. For sure. I don't know him personally. For sure. Okay. There's an assumption he knows what he's doing, right? So th that's what makes more of an impact when you see someone getting a PS7 is you think you you think this person took the time to look this over and thought that this was worthy of see it's a weird mentality do you, you do you send every card in thinking it's going to get a gem so I mean, we so, people people used to people 100 percent used to yeah i mean what if your card you know and then you send in things i guess that you feel are borderline right You're gonna, yeah let's see how it goes right and like to be fair like a one of one gets a seven like i i know i mentioned that it got a seven but like that well, doesn't even, that doesn't really matter do you know what i mean like episode, yeah, right? yeah 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 that doesn't really that's matter episode, like that that, but, that um, doesn't matter uh, look uh baseball card collector investor dealer does what i do uh, and he puts it out when he does his reveals he writes it out. He writes out what the expectation is. I've never sent in an order where the left column, if the left column was expectations, all tens. Uh, I'm sending in a ton of cards in our uh, economy order, as well as I'm sure you are as well, where I'll be happy to get an eight yeah. on some of these vintage cards. So yeah. uh, with, with everything being accounted for in saying that they did their best and they were hoping for a nine or a 10, and then to receive a seven, yes. That so that becomes a news item, not a news item, but a point of interest. Yes, because if it wasn't Blaze and if it was just some random person, I always defer to. Uh, I don't know if it's if Murphy's law is applicable or uh, it's just the obviousness that that people don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and like perhaps like you know, it, there's a, a bit of um, I don't know. You just kind of I, 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 unrealistic expectations. Do you know like yeah. like that you don't yeah, have yeah, to work for, sure. for for like a perfect grade. 
Now, now I do know what I'm doing and I have seen consistency to the point where I could be super confident uh, in my stuff and other people's stuff if I'm checking it out for them. This time, as I mentioned to you, I was receiving cards I was expecting a mint grade on gem mint and a gem mint grade on mint. Um, I have not seen under a nine in quite some time, which is good. Uh, but like I said, there's that inconsistency that suddenly became a concern because I just, I got the feeling that there was a bit more randomness thrown in. Yeah. I am a control freak, especially when it comes to my hobbies and my businesses. I want to uh, have the control and the understanding so that I limit any unexpected unforeseen circumstances and i've done that with grading and i try to do it across the board you got to be on guard sgc new ownership new style of grading it's quite obvious to me as someone who was using sgc back in the day things change i get it and that's the crux of your argument right now is do you wait to see in what's panning wait wait to see what pans out with psa because you're correct they're they're hiring a lot of new people and they're under pressure and the fact I was so shocked when I got my last order as quickly as I did, most people say, hey, be happy. Yeah, I was. I, I was happy, but I was also, it was noticeable enough that I yeah. was like, I had a feeling of concern. And although I did well, my, my concerns were right because I didn't understand some of these things. Yeah. Why did this, in my view, gem come back in a mint? And why did this mint, like when I say mint, that means I've identified something observable and yet they've given it a gem mint. And you say, don't complain, but I'm telling, we're, we're talking, we're having a discussion. Yeah, yeah, no, and and and, and this isn't a, a conversation to, you know, sway anyone in any sort of direction or, or complain about grades. It's literally just observation, uh, you know, from cartel uh, and then from conversations I've had with other people and what I've just seen in the hobby. Because um, there's all these reveals, right? Like you're constantly getting info. Yeah, I, I had an express comeback. Uh when was it like maybe two months ago that I was kind of like on the fence about where like cards I sent in that I, I was like, there's no way that this is not a nine and it will come back an eight. Um, and then there was one where I was like, I don't know how this gemmed and it, and it gemmed. So it's um, it is a bit interesting. It's, it's interesting. And as a result of that, you know, if I'm going to, to spend, first of all, it's the turnaround times for me, coupled with the inconsistencies, because like, if I, if I know that they're going to be inconsistent, but I'm going to get my card back in like two months, I can make a decision with that card. You know, maybe I crack it and, and resubmit it. Um, maybe yeah. I like, maybe I send it to a different company. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like, I have now options with that card, but, and that's one of the reasons why I'm very selective on what I'm sending for the $18 sub. For the $18 sub, I am sending stuff that I don't really care what the grade comes back, to be honest. There's like very little like ultra modern stuff and whatever is, is like strictly PC stuff. Um, of course, like PC stuff turns, you know, if the guy starts popping off in a year's time when we finally get them back, like maybe that turns into something I move. But yeah. as it stands right now, I'm like, I'm cool if this thing comes back a year from now. Um, and, and then the the vintage stuff, I just happy to have them in slab. So, so to, for that respect or in that respect, rather, I'm actually very excited about the $18 submission. There's a lot of cards that I wanted to put in PSA slabs, um, you know, just for consistency across the board um, with certain sets and certain players. 
Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, I have that option now, but yeah. I'm not expecting, you know, I, I didn't send in any cards that like were, I don't know, numbered. Like, I don't think I sent in any numbered parallels because I was like, I honestly just don't even want to risk it. Like I really. Well, you know, likely the, the, the first, like uh, the first thing people agree on is how about mid grade vintage or anything below the two thousands in a mid grade, you're not in a rush to get it back. It's not that market is, is good. It's just, it's not on fire. Right. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't need to have Tony Gwynn rookie cards back to flip. Yeah. So why not take a, an opportunity to pay as little as I can to have a mid-grade card come back and roll the dice? I happen to come across a lot of Canadian versions of the Donruss and Topps rookies of yesteryear in the 80s that I was collecting as a kid and throwing them out there. That You want to talk about roll the dice. I don't know how new graders at PSA are going to handle OPG cuts. Yeah, we that's true. And, that's true. You, you have to make the assumption they're going to err on the side of hurting you not helping you that's just kind of how i feel yeah um hockey uh okay so do you want to spend 50 us dollars grading a, a michael bunting carter ver is it carter verhage or verhage verhage uh, mason marchment these are guys i'm going to gladly pay 18 bucks for i'm not in a rush i would say you know for hockey collectors focus not on 21 22 because there's money to be made there if you can express yourself the top guys right now you're doing great. Yeah. Uh, Byfield, Caulfield, Zegris. Um, who am I forgetting? A big Ra one. Raymond. Uh, Moritz, Cider, right? Yeah. Get it for your flip. But if I'm talking 2021, uh, guys that already have a year under their belt and they're going to yeah. be playing, we're going to see how it pans out for them when they start their sophomore year. Why not get those back in January? Because we are looking at a 150-day window. Yeah. And, 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 and to be like clear it's 150 business days right so yeah. it's it's actually even longer than 150 days yeah. and i'm also i to my knowledge they said initially when they opened up value that they wouldn't start grading value submissions until their current value backlog had been finished right which means that those cards won't be touched until uh, let's say 3 4 months minimum Right. Like, I mean, we have uh, two submissions that are still in stage four. Yeah. Um, the closest one to being finished has been in stage five for about a month, I'd like to say. That's a lot of assembly. Right. So and it's kind of crazy. I mean, and then there's going to be a QA, a QA check for another month and then a Q2 don't, check. Don't for, lie to us and say it's an assembly. It's, for two weeks. You know what long. I mean? Like, I doesn't. what are you, are you making the glass by hand? Like, yes, you're literally... You're like attaching well, old glass artisans. together. Yeah, 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 exactly. And from small villages are sanding it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so just like getting back to that whole, like they are getting the, those, you know, $50 subs back quick. Uh, they've got quotas. They've got management breathing down their neck. That's not necessarily a good thing for the grading. Um but with these, they're going to be taking their time. People are obviously getting into that whole conversation again. It's going to create another backlog, this, that, the other thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it, it probably will. It probably will. Like, uh, I, I questioned it as soon as I saw them bring it out. But, all I mean, the only info I have is that they're, 
they're keeping their promises and doing well with the new orders. But what does that mean to me and you and other people like us who've had those orders in for so long that are just sitting there, man? I'm getting I, like, we don't I, remember those cards. We, I, we don't even remember. We don't remember the times in our lives when we submitted those cards. I think we're they're, completely different humans today than we were when we submitted them. I mean, literally, I don't, I don't live in the same place. Like I've been, mean, you no, especially, like, no, you know, like it's like it's changed. Like, um, it's kind of crazy, but I also think it's interesting that um, they're they're almost marketing like the new services as like a a different section of PSA. They're like, no, 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 yeah. no. We have people hired. We have people hired for this. And we have people hired for this. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, but if you just use all that manpower to smash out the ones that are left, then. But by the way, but you know, any, any corporation would do that. They, the new owner is going to be assigned to this thing. We want the more experienced ones doing this thing. I, it was you, I think, who was like, I don't, I, you don't, you don't relish the idea of certain hyper-specific vintage cards being in the hands of a new hire. And I agree with you. And honestly, um, a lot of the stuff the that I want to sub is like, is stuff that like, I just, I mean, I'll show you, I mean, we can run through like my, my SGC submission that I'm going to be sending out. And that's like part of my play right now is I've used SGC, you know, I think three times in the last four weeks. Like right. I just keep sending them stuff because it's $35 a card. I know what I'm going to get. You know, yeah. when I write down on my piece of paper, just like you do, except I, I actually create an iPhone note. Um, but when I write down my expected grades, they are pretty spot on. Uh, sometimes I even get better grades than I expected, mainly because I always like undershoot, you know, yeah. just Which especially because I have because I have the nine five option. Right. So like, yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between a nine to ten with PSA. And like when you see a gem, you're like, this is a gem. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Um but like a nine five is, I guess, very subjective. Um, and sometimes nine fives are tens and sometimes tens are nine fives. But my point is I either consistent. I know what I'm going to get. If something's off center, chances are I'm probably going to get a nine or nine five. If it's got, uh, you know, I know how they're going to react to print lines. I know how they're going to react to a gem card. Like yep. they're not scared to yep. give a 10, 10 out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've, yeah, you have you send them an autograph. They're not afraid to give you a 10 10 if it's a 10 10. Like, yeah. and it's not yeah. to say that they're giving like bullshit grades because I don't think they are. I, I've still gotten back eights and ultra modern, um, but I know why, you know, like it's like I, I, I know why this card is an eight. Um, and it's, it's strictly to like either encapsulate it or um, just to kind of see what their their buffer is for yeah. certain surface issues. I mean, specifically surface issues. Um, and, uh, but yeah, man, I just, and, and I'm, you can't argue with a month turnaround times. Like I yeah, said before, there's, there's a consistency there. It's coming in handy for what I would say is mid end, uh, baseball because the season's going on. So there's a value to getting it back quick. Uh, MMA, if, if a fight's coming up, that that's your avenue in terms of timing. It's become very popular with MMA. I'm noticing in, in the, just overall in the MMA card collecting community, SQC is being used quite a bit. Uh, that may also relate perhaps to the issue of, of how they're handling um, surface issues, which is just such a, it is a growing thing. The quality control Panini and, and upper deck in particular are kind of in this thing where like, let's see if we can top ourselves the next year and they're doing it. They are definitely topping themselves uh, tops with, 
with Chrome. It, we're seeing it. It's getting talked a lot. It's it's getting memed. It's getting complained about. So maybe that there there does deserve to be an adjustment as far as the grading companies go. So we don't know. We can't get we can't crawl into the heads. All we can do is see what SGC is pumping out and see if they're consistent about it. And they are. Consistency is the key. It, it creates a little bit less chaos. It's a subjective world. We yes. don't need to. I love these like you know that that podcast was amazing where these two dudes said that grading was subjective. They are amazing and totally worthy of their 20,000 followers. What a profound statement. Yeah. Grading is subjective. We've got it. I've been, um, yell- I've been yelling that from the rooftops. when All you're doing from- is trying to control the variables as best you can. And if SGC is showing me consistency, that helps you a little bit. Of course. Chaos, right? Of course. And like I said, I mean. Uh, and by the, the way, the 1010 10 looks real nice. Nice. It looks really nice. 10, 10. It looks really nice. People react to it. And uh, I, I just, um, even these people that are yelling from the rooftops that like the sky is falling, like comps aren't what they were. But I don't know how many times we can talk about the fact that like, we don't even know if those comps were real. Do you know what I mean? Like, Listen, I, yeah, we, we have yeah. no idea if those comps were real. We have no idea yeah. how many people were artificially inflating cards that they owned in order for them to maximize value in those, right? Like, uh, yeah, let's throw it out there. Like, I mean, everybody's like, oh, this, uh, uh, what, who is that F1 driver? Um, this, this Lewis Hamilton. So it look, someone, some, this dude just lost $40,000 two months later. $100,000 well, in, in, well, in two months. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or, or maybe he copped it lower came up with a fake comp and then sold it above what he copped it for. We don't know. No, of course not. And then there was another one too. Um, people are posting massive losses right now on, on, on cards that, you know, in that February, 2021 zone or, or, or later in, in 2021. And uh, the Michael Jordan is even da- sooner. The Michael Jordan PSA 10 is down to two Oh five. Okay. Yeah, so the, that's un- undeniable. The range yeah. is like 200 to 250. Gary yeah. V was saying that he would he was buying them left, right, and center. Why isn't he buying every single one of them right now? Then at two hundred thousand yeah, dollars, if you think it's maybe he is, maybe, maybe it is him, and he's just been super quiet about it. But like, if if yeah. you're if you're bullish at a million, then like at two hundred thousand dollars, bro, you should be eating all of these, eating them, yeah. so that they're yeah. not at market until they stop hitting market. Like you know what I mean? Like it won't make sense, and I think that's. You know, when we stop seeing these like ultra rare or like highly desirable cards hit the market is when I think like that's where we start building back up. That being said, the mid end and lower end markets are, I think, on fire the last week. Oh, so, look, it, yeah, so many you, people were, are buying cards right now. If you were or if you were holding Austin Riley even a month ago, if you were holding Julio Rodriguez even a month ago. That's so nice. It's it's nice to see these healthy Alec Manoa. You know what I mean? Like his market exploded. Them, you know, Al- people people will call them pumps, maybe. But I mean, no, it's just the market reacting to people playing well. Alejandro right? Kirk exploded. Do you know what I mean? Like, you love Alejandro Kirk. Yeah, I've been on that guy for like two years. You're obsessed with that guy's uh, big meaty thighs. I had his. Anyway. Uh, I had a Bowman Bowman Chrome Auto number to ninety nine paid like 30 bucks for it yeah yeah i sold it already though but um but there's a lot of activity going on on ebay i got people texting me they're like 
people are buying this weekend. Like, yeah, okay, they're not buying at the price levels of February 2021, but they are buying. If they see something that's dipped, they want in on it to get in on the dip. If they see a Julio Rodriguez, they want to get on the bandwagon. It's healthy. It's popping. Um, You know, and eBay's charging more than ever, but that is a that is a very consistent avenue for a lot of people. I actually want to talk about that. A lot of people are turned off by eBay right now. I, I myself, I'm, I'm one of them, actually. Why wouldn't you be? There's a lot to be turned off by, but there's a lot to also appreciate. If, if you are, you know, if these are, if this is something that you run as a business, if this is something that's paying the bills, you do have to, there is unfortunately a cost benefit analysis that you have to do here. For sure. And for most people, that means you are going to be using eBay. But uh, now you're referring to what? You're referring to one of two things. The first being that well, eBay is charging more than ever. And the second being consistency with purchases, right? Like some people may not be paying. It's crazy. I just don't understand under what circumstances they just, they think it's okay to just keep allowing like non-paying buyers to do stuff like that with zero well, listen, consequences. I, I knew we were going down this route the day they decided that a seller can't leave feedback. Yeah. I knew they were going down yeah. the route of saying to themselves, we are such a big international market. When you get to a certain size, it has to be all customer oriented, which is hilarious because if you don't have the sellers, you don't have anything. Nothing. Like, you don't have a platform, bro. Yeah, like, you don't have a platform. That just loops back to the, what I just said is that yeah. for better or for worse, it is the platform that will give you the most consistent results. It is the platform that gets the most eyeballs. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. I, I, I mentioned if, you're, if you have a very specific item out there that you want to get out there, it's low numbered. It's not the type of hot player that's going to catch eyes on social media necessarily. It's like the and only place is going to sell the, either that or yeah. in person and in person then, could take months. And I find this so often these days, it ends up in the hands of someone who's in the town yeah. where the player plays. Um, yeah. And they got their eyes on it by eBay and they, and, and they, and sometimes feel pretty aggressive. They grab, I am doing a lot of buy now, best offer listings. I'm not doing a lot of auctions. In fact, yeah. I've run my first auctions. I'm going to see how it goes. They end tomorrow night. This is the first time I've run auctions probably since the beginning of the pandemic. Really? Eh? Yeah. The, all my listings have been, been OBO. And uh, I think that's that, important to note for listeners, you know, like I think that, yeah. uh, I mean, auctions, especially because it's like summertime in North America, generally speaking, uh, you know, I, I, if don't end your auctions on Fridays right now, Fridays and Saturdays, you will get eaten alive. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess golden, 100%. golden ended his on Saturday yesterday, but I promise you that like, it probably didn't get as many eyes as, as it But here's have, the thing. If it's, you know? if it's a, it's a golden event Saturday night. Yeah. I still think it's stupid given <laughs> there's usually something going on like fights or a, a sporting know? event, but okay. Make an event out of it. And in a way you have the whole market, right? All the eyeballs. Because there's a give and a take there. Sunday and Monday night, as we know, I, I don't know how many times I can repeat myself. Yes. Are Sunday and Monday night between like seven and like eleven yeah. Eastern yeah. is your sweet spot. And does that mean there will be a lot of auctions? Yes, it will. But does that mean that's where all the money pours in? Yes, it does. Yeah. Right. And uh, and again, uh, in terms of giving our our listeners some food for thought here and some advice. You know, not everything has to be an auction and someone will buy your buy now OBO as long as you're reasonable. Um, there are certain items where if you feel there will be a lot of competition, like you can kind of tell, like you put something up for buy now and all of a sudden there's like eight offers varying. 
you probably, you know what, just put that up for auction, let them battle it out because then you're in the middle. I had this awkward situation where these two guys were really, the only two guys giving me offers on a card, they were both super nice and we were having great conversations and they kept like sending an offers between $5 of each other. And I'm like, who, how do I, who am I going to sell this to? Yeah. Like now, now it's all on me. I'm going to be an asshole to someone and a hero to the other guy. Whereas if I let it run on auctions, let them battle it out. Yeah. Um, but, and then they cancel it and then they cancel at the end. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so here's, so now here's the thing. I I go to that card porn uh, posting just like you do every week where people's kids are buying cards and making bids and uh, house hospitals are on fire. Yeah, yeah. And my dog got the flu, like, you know, the deal. And I, and I, I hit that up and everyone's like, yeah, man, it's rough out there. And same thing happened to me. And I'm just like, this isn't happening to me. No. And, and, and that's why I'm, I'm, I don't have a secret. I'm not impervious. It's just that I do Ben OBOs and that yeah. kind of assures you you're dealing with a serious buyer. Yeah. And like they pay right afterwards. I've had one, one NPB non-paying bidder in the last three, four months, just one. That's now my bad. volume's not high. My volume is not high because it's all been right. Yeah. So for me, it's like quality over quantity, but if, but these quantity sellers that are having trouble, I feel for them. They're having yeah. a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, I mean, especially like, imagine you list like 300 cards and like, I mean, even like 25, 30 of them don't like, don't get cash. I mean, that's 10% that you have to like, no, wait, for sure. wait, you know what I mean? And that's like, I'm yeah. thinking 10% is like generous. And you can get screwed because someone, a player could be hot that week. And there was three people willing to pay over 50. The guy that won didn't pay you. You put it back up. It doesn't even hit 50 because the player cooled down. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. We all know the implications. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. It, it, it is brutal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if that player is hot, auction is not the only option. You can put it up for a, a reasonable bin OBO. And yeah, you'll get a bunch of offers and it'll be difficult. But just like play them off each other and get what you want. I find people are offering right now. So, I mean, if I'm going to give a suggestion, like yes. offers, you know, like, um, yeah. and don't be afraid to set a price. I mean, obviously don't make it ridiculous, but I have a lot of people ask me like, how do you know? And I'm like, just look for like the last sold. And I know comps don't mean a ton, but like it, it just find a number that you're comfortable with. And I think the market will tell you if you're in the right spot. You know, if you start to see like, like cartel said, a bunch of people start offering, and it's like all the same range. You're like, hmm, okay, maybe I'm a little off here. You know what I mean? Or you hold on and and stick it out because you know that that card is worth more or you feel that that card should be worth more, right? Yeah. Do you want to show and, off? And, 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 and this is like kind of an overall thing, but it's a lot of great deals out there. They're coming hot and heavy. They're coming fast. Um, I know that it's frustrating for a lot of people because they're seeing it, but they might not have the capital. So in, in that case, just stop yourself and say, what am I, I guess this will segue into us talking about what we're doing, but stop yourself and ask, what am I doing? So if you are about to buy another box of SP Authentic, are you sure you want to do that? Because that 350 or 400 after tax might get you a pretty sick PSA 10 future watch auto, you know, like start to analyze what makes sense. If you don't, if you have all the capital in the world, you are loving it right now. I, I had this weird, do you ever have this thought? I had a thought the other night as I was getting outbid on every UFC card I was going after 
that there's this guy with a ton of money. He's like, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to get them all. Sorry, pal. I'm getting like, them all. Like I'm going to spend like, ten, I'm going to spend $10,000 tonight. You yeah. Know? Like I have it. I have yeah. the expendable money. Yeah. I, I got out of Bitcoin when it was at 60. I'm a genius. And now I'm going to buy all of your thumbs out to my house. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. And and they're getting them dirt cheap right now. Yeah. And I sit back and watch it. Cause I may not have that expendable cash at the moment. Like the rich, to, to ball to get out richer in the card hobby. Well, I just, I mean, in the entire economy right now, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, areas of opportunity that people just can't take advantage of because, you know, there's like economic uncertainty and that's kind of like how this keeps happening. And that's yes. why to your point, it's, it's very important to be uh, just very specific with what you're doing. Like you need to have intention. And I mean, Shout out Ephus Pitch because he's, he's mentioned this, like, I mean, probably three, four months ago about having intention. Um, yeah. But now more than ever, having intention matters, right? Like, it's, I don't think it's enough. I mean, unless you have the expendable income, go for it. But like, ripping a box just because you don't know what to collect next, you know what I mean? Because people, people yeah. were doing that. They were ripping, they're like, I don't know who to collect. So I'm just going to rip and see who I'm going to, you know, like who I'm going to PC. Um, that's not exactly a profit. It's not a profitable. And if that's profit is your game. Um, that's right. Yeah, it's not, it's it, not exactly. 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 But I'm just saying in terms of like profitability, it's just not a profitable endeavor right now. Um, I have been buying more. And I said this before, and it, it's continued to be true. Like every time, every week I tell myself, you know what? Your circumstances have changed a little bit. You might want to slow down on the buying. And then I see something that goes on yeah. sale and it's cheaper than I ever thought it would be. And I'm like, yeah, I don't well, know. If, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to find one of these again. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I, I put out that story last week that said, if you do, if you see something and it's limited, like grab it. And that was meant for both collectors and flippers. Uh, if you're a flipper or an investor, I, flipper is suddenly becoming very negative connotation. And yeah. I, don't, I, I don't care. Yeah. Like I, you could flip from me. Take a card from me right now. Make your money. I'll be happy for you. Just don't ask. Um, just don't ask me for room, though. You know, like that's that's yeah, my let, thing. Let's let's when let's people, let's come to like like if I'm comfortable with it, you don't need to explain it to me, and I don't need you just do your thing. When people um, are like, "Yo, I need room on this," and I'm like, "I, I what kind of like how?" No, the only the only time that anyone needs room on something is if they have an overhead. Then okay, I kind of understand. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stating it that way is also uncouth. We need to be <laughs> we need to be more elegant in the hobby, I believe. But the collectors are gonna are if you you may not see it again, right? So go for it. And the and the investor, you might be saying to yourself, oh, it'll be it'll get keep getting lower. But yeah. if there's 25 of them out there, are you going to even get the opportunity? And the thing is, you might want to be investing in this player or card. But that collector is going to get it, and it's going to go into their closet I'll give or you, their man cave. I'll give you a scenario where, again, I couldn't say no to. So I'm not going to mention the player's name because I don't think it's relevant. However, Randy it's a Rosarena. Sure, call it Randy Rosarena. It's not. Um, but so a recent soccer product just came out, uh, Topps Chrome Sapphire. So um, these boxes, they retailed for I think it was 350 US. Okay, there are. 48 cards in the box, I believe, of which you're guaranteed two parallels, okay? Many people are reporting that their boxes only have one parallel. Okay? Brutal. Okay? Brutal. There is a player that I personally collect. They're out of 75 parallel, Sapphire. 
showed up on eBay. It was like $220. Guess what? I could buy 20 boxes at $350 a piece and pray that I hold that I hit that card or a parallel of that player, or I can spend less than the price of one box to just fucking buy the card that I honestly don't know if I'm going to see again for a while or at that price. Right. And I'm like, I, I have no idea what's going to happen here, but what I do know is that like, I collect this guy. I love the look of this card. Um, and it, like, if we're looking at it from a, a how am I going to acquire this moving forward perspective, I would have to rip an endless amount of this product, a product that already seems to be very tough to hit parallels in. I was like, this is a right. no brainer. Yeah. Same thing when it goes to like other short prints, right? Like, I mean, stop trying to like hit a short print and maybe just buy the damn short print. There you go. Yeah. You know, especially in the case of the series two baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I caught myself buying some jumbo packs and messing around and I hit like an SP Lindor and I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, you can literally spend $300 to buy that goddamn Julio and you're like, you're good. You know, like you're, you have it now. Like it's yours. Yeah. Speaking of Julio, great for the hobby. Great for the baseball hobby. He is, he's just unbelievable. This kid's putting up crazy numbers. People got to pay attention. People put up stat lines where you look at where a player is in their career. And, and, and I love the ones that put it on a 162 game overview because of the weird years we've been having last couple of years. So that's where Soto looks good. That's where Lewis Robert looks good. That's where Rodriguez looks amazing. That's where Jordan Alvarez is mind blowing. I keep, I keep reminding people, Pete Alonzo has the most home runs last three years. Yeah. And he's on the cusp of a three-peat. Tell me that's not going to be some mainstream media attention. I'll be very interested to see how that affects his cards because it didn't do that much last year. There was a bump. Yeah. It didn't do that much. But but they uh, also they weren't a playoff team last year, I don't think. No, they weren't. They're much improved this year. But, yeah. uh, again, you know, post-All-Star break, baseball is going to be pretty crucial. Especially um, if, if Juan Soto gets traded. I mean, baseball is, I think, just – it's might just start heating and we'll see nice. uh, yeah, go, yeah. going into playoffs. We have yeah. football coming up soon. I mean, we, we yeah, talked just, about this before. What, what happens if the market yeah. just rebounds, man, like sticking with just sticking with the baseball. People love this platinum anniversary stuff. They like, uh, what was, they just released a, a set that they hadn't released for a while after definitive that people were getting excited. Pre- was it prestige. Prestige. Yeah, or I pristine? think it's pristine. I think it's pristine and people it's, it's, it's nostalgic. People dig it. I, I love hearing, even though that's not my bag. Yeah. I like, I love hearing about that. We've got this guy on the New York Yankees. Who's kind of like a comeback story. What's his name? Uh, guy with a mustache. I, 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 Nest, I, I, I Nestor Cortez. No, no. N- he's nasty he's Nestor, bro. He's hot right now. It's causing a sensation as we speak. I spoke oh, about it. Oh, Mac, Mac Carpenter, bro. Carpenter, yeah. So, I mean, these are all, they're all good things. They're all good things. Um, Shohei getting a spotlight on him again at the All-Star game. They, they definitely uh, try to milk him. I, uh, I mean, he's, he's borderline going to have his second MVP, man. I mean, he's definitely favorite right now. Just saw that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, like what happens to his prices if he hits a second MVP in a row? You know, like that's and yet his prices are cut in what like 60%, 70%, right? Yeah. I think there's uh it's gonna be very interesting to monitor. Yeah, we we saw some crazy moves in hockey. 
um, interesting moves in hockey. Um, we see a still a strong market for the top prospects. And we're in a weird position because we're going to keep getting top prospect rookie cards super late. There's going to be three years potentially overlapping each other, 19, uh, 2021, 21, 22, 22, 23 yeah. at some point. I mean, well, that's, what I happened, that's what happened this year. Yeah, it's, it, it's this weird overlapping. But nonetheless, I think that does kind of keep interest high that, you know, our top patch rookies have only just started coming out. We still yeah. don't even have cup for 2021. No, no cup yet. No cup yet. Yep. And believe me, there is a market there, and that market is going to drive everything else up because you're not going to be able to obtain that Cappers off cup. You're going to go for the future watch, can't obtain that. Young Guns cards might bump up. I mean, well, there's going to be a chain reaction there. I mean, it also um, is going to bring up old cups potentially. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. later cups, like like 20, 2013, 2014, 2015. You know what I mean? Like those cups will be maybe well, a little bit more desirable older. as well. Yeah. They are getting older and older. Cup collectors are a weird bunch of people. They are putting a lot of them away. So uh, a lot of times when you see one, it doesn't come back to market very quickly. Um, basketball, I don't know a whole heck of a lot, but they are in that period of time where there's trades, there's movement. I mean, if Kevin, uh, if Kevin, if Kevin Durant gets traded, that's, I mean, it yeah. could absolutely blow things up. And there's also summer league right now. And like, there's a lot of players getting bumps right now. Yeah. There are a lot of intriguing fights coming up along the UFC MMA timeline. And I think that just bodes really well because it's two straight years of really big, impressive rookie classes in the just, product. Just waiting for John Jones, bro. It's uh, and that's going to be a huge event for all of MMA. Just, just know this: it is not a foregone conclusion that just because he shows up as a heavyweight, that he's going to be successful. I'm, I'm still analyzing all the elements of that. Believe me, I'm keeping a close eye on it. When's that? Um, when's gonna, that? When's that fight? Well, it's, it's not official. Really, I mean, it is not official in any way, shape, or form at this point. But there are some big fights coming up, man. The is Izzy and Pereira. Uh, is going to be a big one that we already saw set up. Uh, they they finally announced Islam Makachev and Charles Oliveira. People nice. get really excited about that one. Connor will be returning early next year, according to Dana White. Nothing doing on the Nate Diaz front. But anyways, we don't want to get too deep into the UFC MMA side of things. Um, so what are so so what are you doing on the whole right now? So as What's I mentioned, you, you mentioned that, you know, there's this, there's this, there's this push pull where you want to buy. I can't stop. But, buying. I, I literally uh, cannot stop buying. So because, because I'm, it's I'm, not just the deals. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not just the deals. It's the availability. They're out there. It's the, just the fact that I'm finding things that I, I haven't, haven't been able to find, never thought I could find. And then the price point in my head, and this doesn't have to be for you, but in my head, I'm like, I was a buyer at x number and now it's lower than that or now it's or now it's at that or now it's you know what i mean so um and and i know which cards i bought like as at hype or like which cards i wanted to own because of hype or um and then there were some that i i wanted to own unquestionably you know what i mean like regardless of what the price was like if i went up to someone and i had the money in my hand i would buy that card um, and those are the ones that I, I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm buying, I'm buying, um, I'm, I'm grading a lot of the stuff that I've put off. So a lot of the raw stuff that I've been accumulating over the course of the last two years that, you know, I've really liked and 
a lot of them were kind of niche with some, some of them didn't don't and still don't have a market. So I'm just kind of like cleaning that stuff up. So I just throwing them, not throwing them, but submitting them to either S well, SGC right now. They're mainly stickers. I find that uh, the stickers really pop in, um, in those slabs. Um, yeah, it's uh, just doing a ton of, uh, and then liquidating the middle tier stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I look and, and that, and that quote unquote liquidating doesn't have to necessarily be the word liquidating. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that fair. I may have missed an absolute peak, but the bottom line is this, they go quick yes. and I am still making more than I was in on them. Yeah. So again, might have missed the peak by 100 or 200 dollars, but there was absolutely no move, problem moving it right now. Yeah, at yeah, that yeah. slight discount, which still leaves me in a position where I'm I, I, I'm getting something on top of what I put in. Yeah. Um, and and even even saying that, even yeah. if you do have to take a loss on something, yeah. If you know if you don't believe in a card, then don't own a card. I yeah. And 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 I really believe that we're entering an era where there are more people now that are educating themselves. You, if you know the sport, that is a source of deals. Yes. So if I know yes. MMA, hidden gem, I am scooping. I'm scooping, scooping, scooping. If I'm going for the names that everyone's going for, the top rookie cards that this year, that would be like Umar Nurmagomedov, uh, uh, Shavkat, uh, uh, Rachmanov. These guys are, there's, the competition's fierce and the numbers are huge. Yeah which they should be. And I'm happy to see that they are. I'm happy to see people know these guys and that the, the numbers are big. That's good. Yeah. That's healthy. Um, but if you really know your sport um, and you're really looking at all the angles, if you're, you know, I'll give you an example. I mean, uh, not a super specific example, but there is a case hit in the UFC product and select the octagon side silver prism. You just think it's another silver prism because each level concourse premier has a silver prism. But what you don't know is there's only one octagon side silver in every case. I didn't know that. I had to learn that. I had to talk to people. It's the thing with the community, right? Yeah. And uh, so now you know that that information comes out. And then a year from now, people say, remember those one per case octagon side silvers? I want that more than I want the red out of 99. Yeah. Which is weird. You know, all those parallels that don't get numbered. So frustrating. I know. Um, but the true collectors understand, and then like yeah. like long term, that's you know that's yeah. that's what's what matters, right? Like that's that's what matters. And then what you do right now is you go back and you say, because for a lot of baseball buyers in particular, I mean, let's get real. Like the buy list is not that different than it was when things were going nuts. So go back there and say, how much was I willing to pay for a Tatis autograph? That's, Guess what? That's exactly how I feel. You might have to pay half as much. In fact, you bought one not long ago. Yeah. And you can probably get that same price. So you might be thinking, I'm going to change the equity in that by loading up. Do it. Make that a priority. If you feel that you... Dollar you cost you, averaging is a thing. Yeah. Now, again, we got to... Uh, I love shouting people out. I don't know why I'm not doing more today, but Hockey Card Gong Show on Instagram. Ooh, I told you. They've been on fire. Their, their, their numbers include not only the jump from you know what is it they do like a week like what it was last week and this week or maybe month i don't know i think it's month but, but they make sure to throw in the top percentage uh, top number that it was in history yeah in, it, in the card's history now i don't know if they're using card ladder or i think they're, they are i think i think they're using card um ladder. i think i made my 
thoughts known about that on the Ziggy No Show. By the way, I mean, maybe we'll wait till we're done here. When we wrap up, we'll uh, shout out our recent uh, appearances and things like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't like any of those. I don't trust fully all. But again, it's just good to get a good idea. Yes. It's good, good to get a good idea of what's going on. I love tracking stuff like that. And if you check that out, that's another indication that it's a healthy, happy market. It's not a crazy roller coaster. It's not a, it's not a ridiculous. Now the things that you love are out of your reach yes. and, they seem, and they don't seem logical. I told you it was not logical when I saw the $600,000 Jordan. I, I said, that's great. That's wonderful. If that's what's happening, but it's not logical. I guess that also comes with time being around in the hall. Yeah. You recognize what makes sense of what it does. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the pricing now, uh, but look, everything, you know, Mario Lemieux uh, coming up in just about every PSA grade made sense to me because of how difficult of a grade it is and how people woke up and realized he is probably the, the greatest player of a certain post Gretzky generation. Yeah. But but now they're all down a little bit because that was such a boost. Everything was influenced by this pandemic boost that was really kind of unreasonable. But hey, listen, if you if you were buying Lemuse in, in 2018, you could delete the pandemic. You're still good. Easily. You're still good if you were buying Easily. in 2018. Easily. Yeah. And I think you'll be good if you're if you're, you know, if you continue to, to dollar cost average from this point forward in something that you actually like. And it's someone, yeah. something that's proven, you know, your 2020 bubble might be in 2033. I'm not saying yeah. to buy consistently throughout, but like, I mean, realistically speaking, the people who were most successful in 2020 were the ones who already had a ton of stuff from way back when that were buying, yeah. even when, even when mainstream media wasn't talking about sports cards. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the last thing I would say in terms of what I'm doing is uh, the other thing I'm acutely aware of right now is the rise of the set collector and the rise of the specific collectors. This started happening in the middle of the pandemic. I, I, I got on uh, Tom Cat sports cards uh, round table and I would talk to some really hardcore hockey card guys that were into the nineties. And, and when they were talking about that stuff, the thing that struck me was they were talking about all this great stuff, this great nostalgic stuff, but the prices were so out of control. I was like, if I'm, if I was these dudes collecting this stuff, I'd be, I'd have an ulcer because like the competition was so hot and heavy. Yeah. Things have calmed down a little bit now. The cards are still cool. They're still available. And now it's calmed down a little bit. And I know that there's a demand. So anything you have that's uh, serially numbered from the, anything unique from the, the 90s, the 00s, anything you have right now that is a unique card in terms of it being a parallel of a cult player or something like that you put that on ebay and you put that on buy it now obo and you let the offers come at you you don't put it up for auction because if one or two of the prime collectors miss it one week and you miss that action you're screwed yeah, yeah. um plenty of people have again to me it's kind of an obvious point but all of a sudden there was this talking point all it takes is one shark and if the shark is out of there then all the bidding changes again kind of obvious to me all right i get yeah. it as a point but B-I-N-O-B-O, buy it now, is your best friend when you have a unique item um, that you know a bunch of people are going to be interested in. Don't count on them to be there, especially during the summer. They might be cottaging or something. Or I, I agree, man. I 100% I'm agree. going to put it up, buy it now, and let them gun for it. Let them go for it. I have been selling a lot of great unique items. Uh, and when we say unique, we mean not just like a base rookie card. Yep. You know, um, Stuff that uh, 
that appeals very strongly to a collector mindset. You get two or three of those guys going and you're in a great position in terms of if you're, if you're moving that card. Agreed. So before we get going, uh, we are going to briefly talk about, well, not briefly talk about, well, we're going to mention that uh, it, we had a very, very, very fun uh, feature on the sports card show uh, hosted by Ziggy Nose. I will leave the link in the description so that you guys can find your way there if you don't already know about the sports card show or about Ziggy Nose. Unbelievable guy. Been in the hobby for quite some time and knows a lot of stuff. And we had a lot of fun on that podcast. Um, and uh, I also want to take the time to shout out to the Loot Box TV boys who bring me on quite frequently to break hockey because uh, they can't pronounce the names and don't know a lot of the players, <laughs> but they want to get, they want to learn. And, uh, and it's, it's been fun doing that. So um, yeah, over to you, Kerto. Uh Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to mention that. And so that's the YouTube channel sports card show, individual words. Uh it's it's kind of the it's kind of an if you know you know kind of thing with yeah. uh, with Ziggy No, like I, I often allude to a core, I, I allude to the blow up forums, sports card radio, Ziggy No. Um, if you're if you if you love our content, we have a lot of new uh, subscribers. Actually, we do, we do, we do. We welcome you. Thank you so much for uh, checking us out. There's so much content out there, and we're not so super flashy. So I especially thank you for. For checking us out maybe coach co's mustache but that in itself is you know an, an, an attractant um so if you like our kind of content i mean those are the godfathers and that and those are kind of the the basis of uh asking questions pushing back giving information you know the thing that certain other people that have some people in their pockets might tell you uh not to pay attention to um i do want to shout out a local card store I had an interesting tale, an interesting saga with them, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk about it more on my Instagram sports card cartel page. I'm sports card cartel on all one word. I'm not a shop in the Philippines, and I'm not uh, I'm not a breaker. I'm the sports card. I am not the. I am sport. I am cartel. I am sports card cartel. And uh, Mint Inc. over here. Uh, I mentioned you know we we have interviewed uh, uh, store owners here. Uh, from relics we we are we, we are we have some new stores in toronto and toronto is a, a mystery to me sometimes why don't why do we not have more stores that you can pop into um for a great selection and for the stuff you need now mint inc um they were fantastic uh, to me very welcoming i had a great time at their toronto store which i think is officially opening get on the mint inc social media channels for all the I'm not, I'm not great at remembering things but they're doing their official opening they're doing a trade night at their vaughn location which is always great for building a community um i love walking into a store where you have supplies available to you where you have um a uh, a, a searchable amount of singles available to you yep. um, a wide variety of sealed product it's valuable in this part of the downtown uh, Toronto, and uh, the owner is a wonderful guy. Um, they were so hospitable; they were beyond hospitable. I picked up some great merchandise there. They picked up some great merchandise for me. It was a great experience. Mint Inc. on Davenport. They also have their location in Vaughan. Um, I think that's it for now. We're going to stay positive. I'm going to avoid uh, ranting about 
what happens when you open certain tops upper deck and panini product we've all been there that's just an observation from recently like it's just like so much memeage and so much casual complaint about cards coming out uh looking like uh frankenstein's monster but um other than that brendan i think we covered the bases maybe one of these days the cardboard coaches will return to health and fitness yes advice (laughs) we we may return to that yes very soon right yeah because uh you know it's the summer we should be out there being active so every time you rip a box run 5k every time you send off an order to psa do some burpees i like hearing that team i hope you enjoyed this week's episode Please feel free to like, comment, and share. We love you guys. Have yourself a wonderful rest of the day. Coach Co, out. Peace.